We are live. Yes. Hello and welcome back to another episode of For Evans Say Daily. My name is Neodate Evans. And I'm Nana Evans. And we are bringing you the news from a parenting perspective. Yes. Um, today on the show, we are asking the question, mm-hmm. should you get all of the fun out of the way before you become a parent? Mm-hmm. Um, we're also going to be looking at AI. There's a new AI baby translator. Um, is that lazy parenting or not? We'll get into that. But before we get into those two things, mm-hmm. first of all, it's Friday and there is another rail strike. Um, yes. We have been hit with numerous strikes from numerous um, organisations and sectors since mm-hmm. December. We've got another rail strike today. But I feel like, actually, you know, b- before in the past, the public would, would generally, like, really anti-striking because yeah. they were, like, upset about how it affected them. I feel like things have changed and shifted since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And because we're also now used to working at home and we have all of these things in place, the moment someone says, like, rail strike, they're like, okay, cool, I'll work from home. So yeah. I think, like, this is, a, you know, a good thing because in terms of public perception, families now as well aren't so... You know, there's not so much visceral towards the unions and stuff. I get it. Um, but I also think on top of that, there's another angle to it. Because we're, a public is able to pivot away and do other things, it's not so much as an inconvenience because you need the inconvenience. Yeah, yeah. So you even need people supporting you. Like, this is so inconvenient and lobbying on your behalf as well. Or, or even if they're just talking about it, it negatively is still affecting. But if it doesn't affect people then really what, how effective is striking? Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. I didn't, that's I didn't look problem. at it from that angle. Yeah. So they could effectively also shoot themselves in the, in the foot. Well, it, you would need more methods, don't you? Yeah. Than just striking. Because yeah, I was going to say, so if, if you're not striking, what are you doing? What is there? Well, at this week alone, I mean, the rail workers have been striking since the third. We also have driving examiners they're striking as well. They're striking until <laughs> Sunday. I, I know it's a that. random one. It's isn't so it? random. It's so random. Highway workers, mm-hmm. they're striking, and then teachers in Scotland as well. And that's all happening this week. So basically, stay at home, people. Stay at home. Don't go anywhere. Don't that's do anything because everybody's striking. I mean, I, I don't know. What do you think driving examiners would be after? I was like, but isn't everybody after more money? Is it pay increase? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's like pay increases, better hours. Um, I, I I honestly really can't speak on it, but I imagine that's essentially what everybody yeah. wants because fundamentally we are all going through this cost of living crisis together. And really it's going to be a case of like the strongest person wins. So if you're not quiet and don't pipe up and ensure that you get what you're owed, mm. no one's going to hand it to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, they probably need to do more on the PR front then because that's yeah. the, the, their plight doesn't seem to be reaching the the public so and, just and so also, that you have that support. I think the problem that they have is when you have nurses and everything that they've gone through, especially with the pandemic, it's hard to to get the public to care as much. D- definitely. Even talking to, I was talking to my friend yesterday and she's a teacher and the teachers are also considering striking because it's like they got an increase um i think the increase was like seven percent but some schools were being delayed on it just in case they were awarded more Mm -hmm. and in talking to her she was also saying i would actually forego my increase if it meant that nurses got an increase interesting because of what they uh, teachers had to work as well but you you were working from home and it was all online learning but because nurses weren't seeing their families 
they and they were on the ground, so to speak, in mm. hospitals, really risking their lives to give them was it now up for debate like two percent or something? It's ridiculous. Yeah, that is totally not fair. They should have a twelve to fifteen percent pay rise. I when I think of the unmitigated gall of how the nurses are being treated after everything that they went through over the last couple of years and the sacrifices that they made. You know, you're just like, really? It's mad. But an MP every year since 2020 has had an increase. Has has a pay rise without fail. It's never an issue. Never an issue. Also, the government are proposing an anti-strike law. And this law, they're saying that they... um, they need a basic level of public services to be maintained. And so, in effect, you're saying not everybody can strike. They haven't said what this minimum is, but the services that they want to put into law that won't necessarily be able to strike effectively is firefighters, ambulance, rail departments, um, because they want there to be an adequate level of service. They're saying that if trade unions go against this, effectively employers could sue them. This is this is what they're going after. Do you know what? In I'm not actually against the idea because I understand for a society to function, there are certain parts of society that you need them to function. So I'm I'm not necessarily against the idea. However, we have got to a point where the ultimate piss is being taken. I'm fundamentally against it. I think it's disgusting that if you don't want people to strike, what you have to do is give them decent wages and adequate living arrangements so that they won't feel that they need to Mm -hmm. strike. To put something into law to say, oh, if you strike now, it's going to be illegal. I think that's disgusting. The TUC general secretary came back and said, um, it is wrong, unworkable, and almost certainly illegal. But then if they push it into law, it's not going to be illegal. Well, this is the thing. And and already, um, was it Pretty Patel? Who she put into law? (laughs) Remember her? Remember that one? (laughs) She put into law the, it was around um, protesting. Yes, yes, yeah. And so, we are slowly seeing our rights being taken away from us, but we're not really doing anything about it. Because I, I think for some reason, we're under the belief that these people, even though they're clearly doing these things, but we somehow think that it's for the, the, the greater good. I think people should be scared of this anti-strike law. Like in the same way that people should have been scared with just the protesting laws anyway. But mm. this is like, okay, so you're effectively taking away any of our rights to just publicly down tools yeah and stop working that's a bit scary uh, it's it's a scary road that they're taking the country down because again if you couple that with um so we can't strike we can't protest yeah <laughs> so we just we just well, we, we just get up. on with it <laughs> yes. you, just, you just get on with it you'll be a good little a good little worker good little employee do as you're told, take what you're given. What was interesting is on one of our clips on TikTok mm. where we were talking about the um, handout that the government was giving. The, okay. The, that, uh, was the 900. The 900, which was yeah. equivalent to 75 pounds a month. Somebody commented on there, like, you should be grateful for that. There's always, there's always somebody. There's <laughs> always like... somebody that's like, you should be grateful to take anything. And what they don't take into consideration is this gratitude that you want, poor people to have 
if you turn the table and saw how much they give to rich people yeah. who are already rich, yeah. it doesn't weigh up. But they prey on this type of sentiment. The average man is going to have because it's also like it's penny pinching, it's bottom of the barrel mm-hmm. type thinking. Mm-hmm. You can get that. I couldn't get that. You don't know that your boss and your boss's boss is getting millions. Yeah. And that's government handouts. Again, even if we were, because I'm not, again, I'm not, a big part of me is, you know, a capitalist. I'm not against bosses having these massive uh, pay packets. However, I do think that it should be linked to the the person in the organisation who's getting paid the, late, the least. So it's like, you can't get a million pounds a year, but somebody in your uh, employment is getting like 15 grand. So it yeah. has to like, be linked. So if you're getting a million, then the lowest person in your organization is getting like 30, 35 grand. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, you would you would hope that it would be like that, but let's take Amazon. Shh. Amazon pay structures. Like really, people should be chomping at the bits to work for the company that is making the most money in the world. Mm. But mm. they're not because the pay is so ridiculously low. If you have all the money in the world, why are you not paying your workers effectively so that they can have really good lives as well. It, it's, and, and then you say that we shouldn't be paying taxes because we are employing so many people. Yeah. Substandardly, though. Yeah. You know, we were just like... The, but again, I do believe that the world is changing and this type of practices will start to shift and more people are not going to have it because you're not going to be able to run your business effectively because people are just going to be like, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. It I makes agree. sense to look after the little people. Well, let's hope that there is some some MP somewhere in some future government that actually feel like this and, and actually want to help people. Uh, I mean, if, if um, Keir Starmer's new no, governance no. <laughs> comes into no. effect, who knows? It, it ain't Keir. Yeah. I can't see that taking place either. Um, all right, let's move on. Mm-hmm. So... One of the stories that I wanted to talk about today, there was an article in the Metro earlier on this week um, and the journalist, a young woman, was talking about um, should you have, like, get all of the fun out of the way before you become a parent? Um, And she wrote that she almost feels that she needed to try and have all of her fun before the old me is dead and buried, before she's lost to supposedly the dark, dull depths of being a parent and feel as if she's forced (laughs) to give up all the things that she loves. How old is she? She, um, 29, she's going to be 30 next year. Ah, yeah. Here's the thing. And I think this is a, 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 and I know, I think later on in the article, she goes on to say it. But the, the problem is, is that we have equated being a parent to end of life. Yeah, yeah, like that there's, there's no fun in parenting. No fun, yeah, and I think if you stop doing the things that you love and if you stop doing the things that you enjoy in order to become a parent and, and you know, navigate this child mm. through life, I think you are doing a disservice not only to yourself, but to that child. Yeah. I think it's really important that, as a parent, you bring your best self. Yeah. And your best self is never going to be somebody who has decided that I'm not going to do anything remotely fun because I have chained myself to this, this institution well, of parenthood. Make your kids feel really guilty. They're going to know that you're sacrificing your joy. And to some degree, it's their fault. Yeah. If I wasn't born, my parent would be happier. 
they're going to pick up on that. And there are loads of adults that also, especially when a parent is really dependent on them, that go to therapy over that. Like mm. literally it's like, you know, they depend on me because they they sacrifice everything to bring me up, to bring me up right. And then you haven't, you owe your parents something. It's not, I don't think it's effective parenting as a stance anyway to have those beliefs. And you can still have fun with your children. You can have fun with them. You can have fun. They can have, you know, you all have fun. You have different fun. I think one of the things that I've probably learned as a parent is, you know, they have taught me or retaught me how to have fun again. To play. I think you, you get into this kind of stance of, I'm an adult, I need to be responsible, I need to do this, I need to do that. But then when you have these children that come along and all they want to do is play video games or run around in the park or what not have you. Yeah. And then you become very conscious of being the parent that's like, no, I've got to work. No. The, yeah. You know, yeah. And, you you and, have to down tools and play. And yeah. play, is, play is important as well. Um, but also, it's like, what type of funny is this person thinking of if this is like hedonistic like going out raving and you know all that's, of that. a, that's a like she made a list of stuff and it was generally around going out uh festivals parties um, festivals with kids yeah. but yeah i get it i mean we we are older parents i guess mm. anyway it's like we were together since we we're 20 had first child at 32 put on events did raves all of that stuff so it's like we kind of lived all of that there's that side, but also I wouldn't have minded having a child earlier, yeah. doing it on the other end where it's yeah. slightly later. It's not as late as some parents are yeah. starting now, but I do think there's an energy vacuum that takes place. And if you start a bit earlier, you're probably not going to have that. But then there's a wisdom that comes a bit later. There's pros and cons yeah. to both, but I don't think you should delay based on I'm going to lose my life yeah. because your life is going to change, but you don't have to lose it. I think that is a choice that some people make to sacrifice their joy for their kids. It doesn't have to be that way. And I, I think it's a, it's one that doesn't really exist. It's like we, we, people put it there, but you don't have to do, no. you don't have to like, it's not necessary. Yeah. It's, it's not an essential to be a good parent at all. And some people, maybe that's the thing they think in order to be a good parent, their version of that is really strict and mundane and the words in itself strict and mundane shouldn't be a part of parenting it should be actually a really life-affirming fun joyful experience there needs to be guidance though of course there needs to be guidance and there needs to be guidance discipline yeah all of that yeah mundane strict you can you can have discipline yeah it doesn't have to be restrictive it can actually be like really wholesome Mm -hmm. and fulfilling Mm -hmm. And done in a joyous way. I think one of the things, and obviously I know that this isn't going to be applicable to everybody, but I think where we've been lucky is that I think we both have an understanding that although we turn up every day as mum and dad, we're still Ni and Nana who has their own individual things yeah. that they want to do. So it's never been a problem when I say I'm I'm going here to do this or Nana says she's going there to do that. And I think that's probably something that well i know in in a lot of other relationships it's not it's not as easy as that mm, like the yeah. idea of asking for permission to go somewhere or do something yeah, yeah. um and i think all of those kind of, and and they are there are they're ideas from way back when yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, and they probably systems. flavor how people think 
parenting is, is going to be. And it doesn't need to be like that. It yeah. doesn't need to be a sacrifice. You don't need to sacrifice your happiness. And, and be like restricted. Yeah. <laughs> in like, yeah. you know, can't go here, got to get a hall pass, all mm. of that type of stuff. And I think most of the time, <laughs> you know, Mikey always calls it the thing that couples do. There's <laughs> this thing. It's, it's not actually really real because you're probably not going to get a no. Yeah. But there is like a way socially we talk about our partners that actually, it, it does bug me. There's yeah. there's something really low vibrational yeah. about it. So, yeah, one day we have to like go into but that it's, and talk it's, about it. Some people know that they will get a no though. Yeah, there are some people. I mean, that's you've got to pick your partner effectively. <laughs> but then maybe they say no as well to other yeah, things. So yeah. who knows? But when I hear it, I am like, are you a are you a mouse? Because it usually is coming from from me. I do think, are you a man or a mouse? <laughs> Just I've got to get permission. No, but is it is it generally becoming coming from men because of the way that women set themselves up in the relationship? So, for want of a better word a woman sets herself up as the tyrant who kind of dictates that that nag like and nags and says what is allowed and and what isn't allowed i don't know it's it's a conversation you know i don't know i I find it weird is my contribution to it when i hear people doing it i find it weird and stifling and i am like how long can you do this for and and on the flip side it's not that we're saying go and do whatever it is that you want whenever you want because no, no, yeah, yeah. And, it, and I think sometimes when people hear this, they go to the extreme end of the argument, yeah. and it's not that at all. Because you're still a parent, you still have to be responsible. You're still in a relationship. You still have responsibilities in that relationship. But it, it, it there's nothing that you can't talk over and be like, okay, I want to do this. This is how it's going to impact the family. We're going to need to put X, Y, and Z in place. So in order for this to make this happen. It, it, especially if you have help. We've been very fortunate. We have like Absolutely. really good extended family help. So that helps us be our individuals and not really be so tied down to a strict yeah. way to parent as well. Um, it's not easy, but I think there's a conversation in this whole, you know, I've got to get permission talk. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't feel good to me. Man up. I said it. And woman up as well. And woman up as well. (laughs) Anyway, so AI. Mm. AI is absolutely here and it's here to stay. Um, I think most recently the the newest advancement has been ChatGPT. Yes, yes. And a lot of people have been talking about that. If you don't know what that is, um, I'm not going to go into it. Go and Google it and see what it is. Google and it and try it, it out as well. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's, a, it's an interesting app and it's probably going to revolutionise lots of different industries as well, yeah. like the technology behind it. So go and get familiar with it because this is... This is going to be in our lives. It's going it's to be not, a part of it. AI in general is not going anywhere. And I think no. it's really important that we understand, you know, what it is and how it's going to impact us. And so therefore you can use it in your life mm. to, to the benefits. But there's this thing that's come up and I'm not so sure because I, I am 50-50 with AI because I, I can be a bit old school. But there is a new device which claims to answer a question that drives most parents nuts. Well, new parents, I guess, which is, why is my baby crying? Mm-hmm. The Q-Bear, 
calls itself an AI baby crying translator that can analyze and recognize babies' needs from different types of cries to help parents react more easily. The device created by a Taiwanese company can differentiate between babies' cries for hunger, a wet nappy, sleeplessness, or a need for comfort. I got questions. Okay. Um, let's go with your questions while I'm still formulating. So, the first one is it's created by a Taiwanese company. Right. Do babies' cries, like, is a Taiwanese baby cry different from a Ghanaian's baby's cry? <laughs> This, you're laughing, but this is valid. I don't think this so. is valid. This is I valid. I don't think so. <laughs> I think babies needs. Well, it doesn't matter where they are in the world. I think they're no, but they, the sonically, there might be a like. So I'm assuming that the AI is listening to a cry, and mm. sonically, it's like <laughs> the cry. Well, the, every cry mm -hmm. is different in every baby right. has an individual cry so, but i think it's pitch levels so the, again so how useful can this be if if all of these cries are different and then you're going to use this device to tell you what your baby needs and i think the other problem that i have is like as a parent like mm. these are skills you need to learn i think okay so the skills you need to learn definitely and you're going to pick it up as you go along but there are certain um barriers to that so let's say i could see it could be really helpful if uh parents are struggling to bond with the baby or the mother is um going through postnatal depression mm -hmm. and isn't um quite as for deaf mothers and could be yeah could could be mm -hmm. helpful as well but also you know if you're not able to read the cues effectively because your emotional state is um, imbalanced, this could be really helpful instead of you beating yourself up that I don't know why they're crying mm -hmm. or really being very stressed. It could it could be a help. I can see how that would help in those types of parenting scenarios. Also mm -hmm. in um, NICU, you already have yeah. the babies on the heart monitors anyway. So for babies that are in the incubators and... Um, while they're being looked after, mm -hmm. there's a heart monitor to them. So when they're crying, the nurses don't go over to the baby straight away. It's like it can hit a bell and then the nurse may go over, kind of check on the sheet to change a nappy or put a hand in because the baby may need touch. This could be helpful just for that as well. And for the mothers that are there in the units, because mm. you're generally like sitting around and, depending on how sick your baby is, it's a really hard time. If there was something when they're crying to tell you this is why they're crying, that could also help in the bonding process because yeah, it's yeah. like you're getting to know your baby a little bit more as well. I, I see it as this could be really helpful. And generally, that's how I see AI. It's how you use it. I think it can be helpful. Which is the next thing that I was coming to say. I think what I would like um, governments to get ahead on mm. is putting AI in its place. So, great, you have an AI baby translator that can help you with uh, telling you how, what your baby needs. But it's we cannot be solely reliant on these things. Does well, unless it comes in your house, it's like you're, it's the consumer. You are going to purchase it. It's not gonna. It doesn't like. It's not gonna be forced. No, on I, I, I get. I, I get. It. I get that. Obviously, specifically in relation to this, but I'm. I'm probably talking about AI slightly in general. Well, it, now. Ca it can't take over. 
because there has to be an input stimulus from a human in order for AI to respond to it. And so I don't think the government needs to, let's get there. Like we don't need to be scared of it yet because no. at this moment in time, this is the only thing it's useful. You need a human to do something. But in we order have to seen already instances of AI machines starting themselves and talking to themselves, making an own. So there, a while ago, there were two AI robots who basically started themselves up and started talking to themselves in their own language. Yeah, and so then it's they not, just it's not it like off. science fiction. Do you know what I mean? It's and like, then they switched it off. Yeah, but they switched it off, but they were able to switch themselves on. Yeah, such is life. No, not such. This is this. No, I, this I, is what I'm talking about. I, 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 I don't, this is why I there needs to be that, some form of regulation. There I'm sure to. there probably will be. It will come into effect. I'm not scared of it in any way, shape, or form. Would you I, go I, in I a driverless car? Yeah. Really? We go on driverless trains that are on rail tracks. Like there's, that's not even comparable. It's going to be on a road. It's, it's going to not... have sensors. Why is it not? But listen, How I always say, I always say this: when cars came along, people were absolutely terrified of it. They were lobbying, protesting, or not just for the sake of like losing industries, but you know, horse trainers and all of that. It wasn't just them. It was normal people saying this is too dangerous. How is it going to work? They go too fast. All of us are going to die. I get look, that. Look I at get it that. now. I get that. Change is going to happen. But I'm talking fundamentally about how two, how these two things operate. The way one operates, it's like it's free-flowing. It's on a road, but it can easily go onto a pavement. And if it can come <laughs> from the pavement... Can you see how that was like what people were saying with horse and car? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not getting it. You're not getting it. It's like, if I lay... If I want a train to go from A to B... Mm-hmm. the only way it can get there is on the track that I provide. Or come off the track. How? <laughs> How does it come off the track? No. Like, you're, you're getting on my nerves. You're getting on my nerves. You we know, have, you we... know that the, the, the instances of a train coming off a track are way less than a car coming off Trains the road. derail all the time. Way less, okay. way less, yeah, than a car coming off the road or somebody walking into a car. Like, you... But it has sensors and then it would stop. Okay. I'm not saying... And do they there's work car, all the time? There's car accidents. Do they accidents. work all the time? There's car accidents every single day. Yes. Hundreds of yeah. them. And there are with, still... With a human behind them. And there are still accidents with AI cars. Did it say that it was going to eliminate accidents? No, it's going to happen. So then who's responsible then? When when the AR car has an accident? Maybe people will start suing the companies. Who knows? People sue things all the time anyway. I'm not scared of it. I'm not scared of getting in a driver's Man didn't car. say man was scared. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't know why you're using <laughs> words like scared. Yeah. But what I'm saying is there needs to be some form of regulation. It's, you know, they're coming. It's there. We're going to have driverless cars. We're going to have cars that fly soon. It's all going to happen. You, you are gunning for flying cars. 2030 which... flying cars are going to be normal. But can I also just, as I have told you repeatedly before, you realise that a flying car isn't actually a car. Yeah, but what did I say? Well, I gave it a name. Did you? Yeah, I think it was flight something. I can't remember. Oh, Lord. But yeah. Yeah. It will have another name. Fine. Yeah, but they won't be a thing. You're Small wrong. craft in the sky. Who knows? It's catchy. Really catchy. <laughs> Skycraft. No. Who would that, have thought the aeroplane sky, is... Skycraft just says to me, a form of aeroplane. 
or a, or a helicopter. It doesn't say anything about being a car. But I thought you just said flying car was. Yeah, that, that's my point. So a flying car uh. is actually just an aeroplane or a hel- helicopter. Oh, so you're saying it should it's just not be called an aeroplane? Yeah, because that's what it is. Small aeroplane. So yeah. it should just be called a small aeroplane. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Get it? Yeah, that will take off too. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> but anyway, so I take it that if if this was around when you was a mother with small children, you would be buying one of these. No, because I don't have postnatal depression. So you're saying that the only reason you should really... I, I think the the only reason why you should, because I think that generally, if you're of sound mind, you should be using your mind and your intuition I, with I, your babies. I can agree. But if you're not, have an aid. So yeah, that, those would be the only reasons why I would sell. I can't see this taking off and being in every home, but maybe it would do. There were, you know, at the beginning of baby monitors, there mm-hmm. were lots of people that was like, that's a waste. Yeah. Now people take them everywhere. Oh, There's yeah. video ones. Mm-hmm. You know, if it, if it helps, if it if it makes you feel better, or maybe you could use it, depending on the price point, just to hone in. I know it's for a nappy, and it says it's for a nappy, yeah. and it is a nappy, and it's like to yeah, reinforce I know what you already know. Yeah. Okay, I, I can because I, can I guess that. that's a parent. Yeah. Like, um, you know, g- generally in Ghanaian communities, when you have a child, mm-hmm. your mom or aunt will come and stay with you for a little while, and that's their guidance they kind of go into this is what the baby needs because they've done it before. So they're helpful in that way. So if you don't have that and you feel like I need another reassuring voice, maybe the AI technology will be helpful. I can get with that. I can get with that. Well, we made it to the end of the week. We did. Five shows in a row. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Thank you to everybody that has, uh, tuned in this week either on the live or watched it back later mm-hmm. uh, we really appreciate you seen the clips as well seen shared the clips, the clips. Well. yeah uh, and thank you to everybody that's commented as well and striked up conversation we really appreciate you um and we will be back on monday yes back on monday at 12 mm-hmm. youtube.com slash meant to excel um for more for yeah. heaven's sake daily and follow us on all the socials as all well. all the socials have a wonderful weekend have a wonderful weekend